3: Entering the Rory Sodder Show, home of America's man of the hour and home of America's biggest Trump supporters. Climb
4: aboard and buckle up your seatbelt because this is a wild ride. Nothing but unfiltered talk and the hardcore truth. Mega, mega, mega. Thank you for tuning in to the Rory Sodder Show. I hope you all had an amazing weekend. I hope it was productive. I hope it was fun. I hope wherever you were, uh, you, uh, you enjoyed yourself. I know I did. Uh, we had a great show last week. Um, we had a huge show last week. Um, uh, and I want to thank all my special guests. I want to thank my audience. I want to thank everyone, my co-hosts. Everything just keeps growing and growing. It's um, just a huge blessing I also um, would like to thank my advertisers. I'd like to um, – the media, the media over the weekend has been absolutely insane. It's been one thing after the other. Uh, we have a huge show for you tonight. Uh, today's show, political activist, lobbyist, and founder of Frontline America, Ben Bargwam will be calling in. Um, he is doing a lot of um, big things right now. He's um, fighting the front lines of Antifa. And he travels to city to city uh, where the Antifa events are going on. And he's all in front of the cameras. He's a huge activist. And he's a huge fighter for, our, for us patriots and our uh, great America. So, and he also is very big uh, and one of the first uh, you know, big uh, fighters and, and people to address uh, the sanctuary city issue. So, uh, And he's been doing that for a while, and he's also doing some lobbying work. So we're excited to talk to him. Uh, He's very popular in the media. He's been on a lot of major news media outlets um, talking about this sort of stuff. So I'm excited. And as you know, everybody, over the weekend, there was a lot of Antifa protests around the country. Um, There was Oregon. Then there was one in um, Berkeley as well. Uh, And it was just out of control. I mean, out of control. Violence, weapons, you name it. Um, we will also be having on the show tonight Stephen Segal's co-author and business partner Tom Morrissey. Uh, they wrote a book about the deep state together, and uh, we are supposed to actually um, have Stephen on at some point in the future. Um, but I'll ha- we'll have to I'll have to schedule that. Um, but I'm excited to talk to Tom. Uh, it's uh, we've had him on the show before. Uh, very nice guy. Very insightful. He's uh, been in politics a long time. Um, you know, he knows all about the industry. He was also a, a cop as well. He has a, an amazing story. Um, and so we're, we were excited to talk to him again and uh, about his book that's doing so well. Um, I do want to get to our main uh, headline, uh, which is the liberal, the liberal left is absolutely unhinged. They are absolutely out of control. Um, and, by the way, we're joined by my co-host, Josh Halavate, my buddy. How are you?
0: How's it going? You, you, you're checking the results here of the, the election, special election in Ohio?
4: Yes, yes, and we're, we're, we're getting updates on that. And, uh, you know, we uh, I was going to ask
0: you for some updates on
4: that. Um, that's a big night for, for the election in Ohio, as well as other parts of the country. Uh, that's a main headline for us. I'm also going to get to a clip in a second about how the liberal has the liberals have completely lost control. They're completely unhinged. I mean, it's gone to a whole new level new level of insanity. But what do you have as far as results in Ohio right now?
0: Yeah, so uh, according to the New York Times, which, uh, I mean, the only good thing they really do is report on election results. Um, 99% have reported, and Balderson, who is the Republican, is up by .8%. Uh, so about two thousand votes, but he is he is looking like he's going to pull out this election. So uh, oh that, my, is, that is very oh good. Got, got a chance to meet him uh, about a, about a month ago or so. So uh, really good dude, and uh, I'm glad he pulled it out.
4: Yeah, and you know it, it, that yeah that is um, that that's incredible. I mean that the, the, the how close the margins are. You know I'm curious. How many illegals did they have voting in this election? Because it should not be this close. There's no way it should well, be this I mean, close. There's something.
0: In, in all honesty, the reason I think it's close is it, it takes a big chunk, not a big chunk, but the, basically where all the Democrat votes came from were directly from the the area of the district that's smack dab in Columbus. So that's where all the liberals liberals are. All the everywhere else in the state uh, around that district. Uh, that you know all the all the places with with people that actually know how to think outside of Columbus seem to have all gone for Balderson. Um, so, right. um, but there's so many people and, in Columbus that you know.
4: Y- yeah, I wonder if any sort of voter fraud. I mean, I know um, you know certain there's certain circumstances where we've seen it in the past. You know, it's not with our
0: party; it's with the Democratic Party. Yeah. Like, well, we, I guess. The reason the reason I would think no is because it looks like we're going to win, <laughs> you know. Right. So, right. um, I think the Democrats have figured out how to do voter fraud by now, so I don't think they'd lose if they were going to do it. Um, the only downside okay. about this special election is that we have to redo it in three months, but um, with the actual election. But it's good that we got this win now to set a precedent.
4: Exactly. This this is you know this this is definitely a pivotal uh night the the uh, this special election in Ohio um and it's going to definitely uh uh demonstrate a few things and kind of uh you know uh show us more of what to expect i mean this will definitely contribute in a way uh to the red wave that's coming um absolutely and i – yeah and, and i you know i i i just i have a lot of optimism um, with what's going on with our party right now and how the left has absolutely no message whatsoever. Um, I want to play this clip, though, because I want I want everybody to know these people are so out of control. These, and we're going to get to all the main headlines. Um, our, our big guest is about to call in shortly. But listen to this clip, guys. This is insanity.
5: Uh, one, two. FOR ALMOST TWO YEARS, THE LEFT HAS BEEN RESISTING DONALD TRUMP, YET HE HAS STUBBORNLY REFUSED TO STOP BEING THIS COUNTRY'S democratically ELECTED PRESIDENT. UNABLE TO TOPPLE HIM FROM POWER BY IMPEACHMENT, ARREST, HARASSMENT, OR ANY OTHER MEANS. SO FAR, THE LEFT HAS NOT GIVEN UP. THEY'VE JUST BECOME ANGRIER, BY THIS POINT, TOTALLY DISTORTED BY THEIR RAGE. SO MAD THAT THE USUAL EPITHETS HAVE LOST THEIR POWER FROM OVERUSE. NOBODY CALLS TRUMP A SEXIST ANYMORE OR EVEN A BIGOT. THAT IS TOO KIND. He's Mussolini, Stalin, Hitler, maybe all three of them combined, plus Jeffrey Dahmer and John Wayne Gacy. No, wait, that's not bad enough. He is a maniacal Roman emperor who murdered his own mother and burned his capital down. That sounds about right.
3: Trump is literally Nero while uh, the West burns.
5: He's not well. That's the bottom line, that the president of the United States is completely unhinged and getting worse by the day.
3: The people we saw the other evening at that rally, if that's his base, it's deranged. What we are watching in the Trump presidency is worse than Watergate.
5: Did you hear that? Worse than Watergate, says the man who hasn't worked since Watergate. Yes, it is that bad. The left wants Trump gone tonight, but for some unfathomable reason, he is still in the White House. You can imagine how frustrating that must be. So frustrating. The progressives have shifted the focus of their anger from the president to the United States itself. Our country, they tell us, must be bulldozed to bedrock and rebuilt according to revolutionary principles approved by the undergraduate faculty at Oberlin College and, of course, by consensus on Twitter. Step one is inviting every poor person on planet Earth to move here tomorrow to go on federal benefits at your expense. Anything less than that is racism. Watch Angela Rye explain as much on CNN. (laughs) This procedure is absolutely based on bigotry and fear-mongering. If you don't understand that your your president announced his campaign by talking my, about building a wall to keep our president, your president Angela. keeping no, keep not mine, not mine. I'll never, oh, no, I will never claim a bigot ever. I wish I could tell you where from Africa my ancestors came from, at least part of them, but I wouldn't know because the same bigots who are bringing, who are sending people back away from their children, are the ones who brought my ancestors here on. Well, the then, station. then where congratulations. I mean, if So, if you listen carefully, you just learned that enforcing federal law is now exactly the same as slavery. That's what CNN is telling us. You may not believe that, but it is suddenly orthodoxy on the left. In New York State, for example, Zephyr Teachout promises that if elected attorney general in this fall's election, she will start throwing ICE agents in prison. ICE has to be abolished. And I say that as somebody who is running for one of the top law enforcement jobs. And as Attorney General, I will continue to speak out against ICE. I will prosecute ICE for their criminal acts. In other words, those who enforce the law are the real criminals, just like illegal aliens, are the real Americans. And the citizens who work hard, get married, and raise their own kids are the ones who should be ashamed of themselves. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. Orwell saw it all 70 years ago. Suddenly, we are living it in real time oh my god
4: you know what my question is are we living in a twilight zone are we i mean this is absolute madness um josh i do want you to um go go ahead josh i'm going to welcome our special guest but go ahead
0: yeah i'll just go real quick i mean boy this is nothing new under the sun it just i mean like i said they just keep calling them new names uh nero's the new one um so i i guess i'm i'm glad they're being uh different so not to hear the you know, you know the same old hitler thing um but you know they're they've gone absolutely they're saying trump's unhinged they're unhinged um you know present present me with you know maybe like two things i'm not you know i'm not gonna have to say three two things that you know <laughs> trump has done that relate him to nero hitler stalin or any of the names he's been called and you know i'll give you the time of day until then uh, you can, you know, I don't know. You can go sit in Starbucks and drink your $8 coffee.
4: Exactly. And the same people that are uh, marching in the streets about regarding socialism are the same people that are buying their coffee at Starbucks, which is, all cap- which is capitalism. You know, it's so hypocritical and contradicts um, everything they say they, they stand for. Um, just, oh, my God. But I do want to welcome our special guest. Um, political activist, lobbyist, and founder of Frontline America, Ben Bargwam. How are you, buddy? Is that how I pronounce it? Doing oh, great. Is that, uh, yeah, that's yeah, close. Uh, Berquam. Berquam. Okay, Berquam. Got it. Excellent. Um, it's good to have you here, man. Um, you know, you've been all over. You know, you've been doing a lot of amazing things. Uh, you've, you know, been very um, heavily involved in the political realm. Um, You were just down here a few weeks ago, uh, you know, endorsing Sheriff Joe Arpaio at the event, helping us out. Uh, That was great. Blacks for Trump came. We had a lot of great people there. Omar Navarro. We had uh, Dr. Shiva from Massachusetts who's facing Pocahontas. Um, And and you're doing all of these, you know, uh, and and I I said this at the beginning of the show when I was um, introducing uh, tonight's guest. You've been one of the main guys from day one that really – has been fighting the battle against sanctuary cities. You were one of the first people to, you know, mainly address it virally in terms of us, just ordinary citizens like you and I. And you're you're also one of the, you know, main, um, you know, addressers, and and you know somebody that really points out the the the, the problems with antifa and the the dangers they cause. And, you know, the risks, you know, that they, that they become in our society with all their weapons, all of their, everything they carry, everything they bring with them, their energy, everything, we all know they're out to, to hurt people, you know, out to, they're out for hate, they're out for violence. Same sort of thing with a lot of illegal immigrants. There are some illegal immigrants that we all know that are good, but there's also a lot of bad ones. So you're, you're I love how patriotic you are. I love how you know, the, what you're doing for us people and, you know, for, for our country, I mean, I I give you so much praise and, you know, you, you, um, it's,
6: it's amazing stuff, Ben. It really is. I totally appreciate that, man. Yeah, no, I'm, it's an honor to do it. I see the times that we live in now as really pivotal for the future of this nation and if, with a, I'm a father of two young daughters, and if we don't stand up now, if we don't fight back against the Marxists, um, anarchists, yeah. you know, Antifa. Antifa really, they really are truly fascists, although they claim yeah. to be anti-fascist. But a lot of them just don't they, know what the hell they are. They're a bunch of spoiled kids that yeah. uh, think that they deserve everything. They're the uh, the outcome of 30 years of liberal indoctrination in schools that tells you that you deserve a trophy. Um, that if somebody hurts your feelings, you should be able to uh, defend yourself physically. I mean, it's just the, the the insanity of the world that we live in today. And all of that, the illegal aliens, everything that we see going on goes back to the undermining of our country through leftist policy. And so I'm, I'm honored to be able to fight alongside patriots like yourself and all the other patriots out there that are standing up for this country.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I do have a lot of things to say, but Josh, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I, I just had, a, I, I guess, a really basic, you know, broad question. How how did you get started and what led to, like, the way that you think? Because I, I feel like it's a question that people don't ask enough is, why do you think the way you think? Because there's a lot of people that don't think the way you do.
6: Well, shoot, that, that's a, that could be a long answer. Um, you know, it's, a lot <laughs> of it's, you know, it's the question of nature versus nurture. I was born in the greatest country in the history of the world. Uh, in a place called Dallas, Texas, my parents were missionaries my dad 's a pastor my mom 's a nurse so they 've been helping and healing people my entire life They were missionaries in africa so i 've lived in third world country. I understand what despotism and um and corruption and what true poverty really is and i 've seen that but i 've also seen the you know the, the, some great things in my in traveling around the world um and and I grew up in a really nice niche of California that still loves this country, that still sends their children off to war and are proud to do it and are honored to do it because they know that they live in the greatest country in the history of the world. Um, and so it's kind of all of that. I, I started working at 10 years old, uh, you know, digging d- ditches and shoveling manure for three bucks an hour. And I realized if I worked really hard, I'd get $4 an hour. And so that, that work ethic led into you know, the sports that I played and everything else that I did. So when I got to the college age, it was like, what the hell is going on in our country? Why are all these people expecting stuff? Why do I have – I literally had – I went to Fresno State, got two degrees, literally had illegal aliens in my class that would go out and protest our country during the day, getting full-ride scholarships while I'm eighty grand in student, student loans to get my education. And so all of these things kind of – played together to create uh, my, you know, my thought process. And so my bias, understanding my bias is based on a a, a life lived to this point. Um, But I believe my biases are accurate because I've lived a lot of it and, and I've seen it And, and, and all you have to do is experience life in a country where you don't have the freedoms that we have here and you realize how precious those freedoms are. Yeah. Hey, yeah, hey, absolutely. Rory,
0: if you don't yeah, go mind, ahead, you mind if I do a yeah, follow-up to that? Yeah, just – so something I thought you said that was interesting, there was experience. A lot of people nowadays think you can get experience based, strictly from going to a university. I guess speak on that whether you think that's true or not true.
6: Oh, absolutely not. I had, I – there are so many professors that I had, and I, I, you know, my activism started in college. I started an organization called Patriots for America's Independence that ended up leading into helping start the Tea Party, and um, and and it was it all grew out of. And I'm sure, you know, my dad being a pastor, that that biblical foundation, um, it was the, that all kind of helped lead to where I'm at. In the, the the Bible verse If you don't work, you don't eat. Um, so going to school and seeing and, and, and seeing it's it's really the the practical versus or the um, you know you, you you have the teachers that just teach and then you have the teachers that have done and the ones that have actually done it and whether that's in business or whatever their field of study is those ones really get it and so unfortunately you you get a bunch of kids that go to college that are trained in some field that think they know everything and you know they get taught about. Global warming, and so they're experts on the environment, or they get taught about uh, you know human rights from a from a a liberal perspective. So they they believe they know uh, you know that white privilege is is real, and that uh, that because you're a different shade of melanin, you're somehow oppressed. And so there there, there's no question that you have to live it. The, The same is true for working. You have so many people that expect all this free stuff. And then when they go out and have a job, it opens their eyes. That's why you see the shift from college most of the time. And we've seen this, and actually there's a declining trend in this right now. Um, I believe we're going to see the pendulum, or we're already seeing the pendulum swing back. But in the past, you would have kids go to college. They're very liberal because they're taught by liberal professors who've never done anything. They've only taught about doing it. And they come out super liberal, and then they go and get a job and they go into the real world, and they realize wow, it's not exactly what that professor said it was going to be, or those professors and they become more and more conservative over time, but the liberal indoctrination has infected our country so deeply that when you come out now you have businesses that that cater to that mindset, and so you go to a, a you know you're in tech in tech companies, you go to work for Google or for uh, Facebook or for Twitter or for one of these, you know, any of the tech companies, Tesla, and all of a sudden you're in a company that now is reinforcing these ideologies um, simply because their their market is big enough to compensate for the lie that is that the, the leftist lie, and they really you you mentioned it, Starbucks and all these all these leftist companies they benefit yep. from capitalism, yet they hate yep. it and attack it and undermine it. If we allowed them to have the communist utopia that they dream about, they would be the be first Venezuela. one. We'd be Venezuela. They'd be out of business, and they'd also be shot because the first people, all of these leftists out there <laughs> are asking for their own death. Who who do who do communist dictators kill first? Artists and the media So and, and, yeah. and, and, and religion. And so you look at all these yeah. people that are – Radical leftists. Well, they're the ones that are going to be shot first. When the whenever that di- I guess they all just hope that they become the dictator, so they get to decide who who gets shot first. But it's totally insane. And look, you know, look how fed, look how fed up.
4: I'll, I'll let you respond in a second, Josh. But look at like for instance, look how fed up the people were uh, in Venezuela with their with their dictator over the weekend. They were trying to do drone strikes on him. I mean. That guy, that guy in Venezuela, whatever his name is, Maduro, I think that's his name. is that his name, Maduro? I think that's his name. That sounds right. Yeah. Well, anyways, this this fucking guy has now learned. I mean, he he, he says he ca- he came out in the paper last week and he says he has now learned socialism does not work. No shit, <laughs> dumbass. I mean, come come on now. Everybody wants – I mean the people in the streets of Venezuela want this guy's blood, and these kind of countries don't have the same sort of security like our president does. So, I mean, you've got all these people wanting to get to this leader, and God, Jesus, I would not want to be in Venezuela right now, and I would not want to be that leader in Venezuela.
6: Yeah, well, you, every time Cause, socialism Because these or communism people – it's it, like
4: it's, real quick, real quick, Ben. It's like these people, they, they are going so crazy in the streets in and, and Venezuela, they can't even afford to eat. They're actually eating yeah. wild donkeys because there's no food left. And once you go that insane, and once you're going that crazy and people are dying left and right, I mean, that's what they do in these, these foreign countries. They overthrow the government, or at least they try yeah. their damn best. Well, it's yeah. scary.
6: Yeah, when you can't when you can't get the basics and primary needs, you know, food, water, shelter, uh, when those yeah. things are, are are gone from a society, that the society completely collapses, and you look for some other solution. Now, unfortunately, oftentimes in those cases, you get a worse dictator. You get somebody else who's who's you know completely psychotic, going in there and murders everybody until he gets his way, steals everything, and so doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that. Uh, because they reject socialism this time that they're going to get out of socialism. They, you know, right. a, lo- a lot of people, and unfortunately you get, you get generations ingrained in that ideal or that mindset that uh, I deserve, or this is all I know. You saw that in Russia. So when the USSR fell, I had a friend that moved over here from Russia and their, their idea, even work ethic, everything that we take for granted we grew up with. If you grew up in a good household and like the, you know, the leftist houses, uh, of today, we take that for granted. If you come from a society like that, you don't really have a, a, a frame of reference on where to start, and so there's, uh, you
2: know,
6: it's, it's a sad place. And that's you're, you're still seeing that in you know uh, in Russia now, where they're 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 they've really gone back to they're basically under a dictatorship again because they were more comfortable that way. They have a little bit more free market, but they're a little bit more comfortable that way. You see the same thing in Europe when you travel there. They, they are comfortable in socialism. They're okay with you know, 1% GDP growth uh, and, and paying every, all of their money to taxes and, and not really ever expecting to grow uh, out of their, their standard of living or their, what they were born into because it's kind of ingrained into them. But in America, luckily, we, we escape that uh, mindset. And so uh, now, unfortunately, we're going back that direction. And so I that kind of come in full circle. Everything that I do, all the fights that I'm involved with, whether it be Frontline America going against Antifa and Berkeley or uh, Fight Sanctuary State going against illegal aliens trying to undermine our system, bringing in their corruption from their own governments, many of these from South American, Central American countries, that all they know is corruption. All they know is theft and how to get one up on somebody else. That's why you see guys like these MS-13 guys. They have zero compassion. You know, The left talks about compassion. These guys will chop your head off in a second. They don't even care because they've they've grown up in that system and they've become so uh, numb to it. And so that's, that's why I fight. That's why I do what I do is to stop that, that, that death, that cancer of a society from destroying us completely.
4: And you know what really you're, and you're absolutely right. And you know, what really disgusts me is the amount of sympathy and the amount of attention and victim stance and poor me Uh, that people try to put on these illegal immigrants and try to feel bad for them and treat them like they're victims. No, they broke the law. They came here illegally. And it's a big slap in the face to all the hardworking people that came to this country the right way and became legal citizens. And that's the American dream. And, you know, it's, it's not sneaking across the border. No matter how bad your life is, you know, in Mexico or wherever any that person comes from, I mean, it's not our problem. And we try. Yeah. You know, these liberals are so out of touch and so like they're absolutely beyond um, delusional. I mean, there's no and there's they're they're beyond brainwashed. They think that you know, it's like where where do they think all this money comes from to take care of these people? Like, they want right. tax to be responsible for all of this. We're, we're talking uh, – I think, I think I saw an article. We spent $50 billion with a B. I think it was about $50 billion with a B on illegal immigrants last year.
6: I, I actually think you're, it's that, that's underestimation. So from what I saw from there, it's closer to $120 billion. And in and California talking, alone, it's, 20, it's $23 billion. And you're okay. absolutely right. So they, so they have people coming in here. And, and I, I, so this – I'm going to get on a little bit of a soapbox for a second. We're this, talking welfare. This,
4: we're talking food stamps. Yes, we're education, talking – they take food, advantage yes. of the whole system. And, and they have the balls to go out in the yep. streets with their Mexican flags yep. and wave those things up in the fucking air. And, and, with, with, and they do that. And why don't you go do that in your own country and protest? Oh, I know right. because you would be shot in the head and you'd be taken off to jail. I mean, they they would yeah. not allow these sort of protests in Mexico or the all these other countries. And you see all these yeah. people that come across our border and they are so entitled and they are so disrespectful of our laws and they and they have no. I mean, there's just no principles there there's no there's no values there's no american dream mindset i mean there are there are those you know small majority um that do are good people and just are misled and misconstrued you know mis um you know, led the wrong way because of uh democratic politicians all these well, years I, not doing anything for it.
6: yeah and i so i've worked with Haven't lived in the central valley grown up here for a lot of my life I've worked yeah. with a lot of people that are here illegally, and you know they came to escape. They really, they, the 99% of them come for jobs. They've realized over time that if they say asylum, they ha- have a better chance of staying, and so they use that as an excuse. I support legal immigration. I don't support illegal immigration. My wife came over as an immigrant escaping right. Laos from uh, from uh, the, or communism from Laos. I support that. I support people that want to come that, to America and be That's the they only love, way and, to and do the thing it. That you'll find. And the, well, and the thing that you'll find with legal immigrants that do it the right way that become citizens, they are the yes. hardest core patriots that you'll ever meet. Yep, they understand what they left, and they understand the blessing. And and that's the unfortunate thing. There's so many people in this country that just have no clue what the blessing. We talk about white privilege. No, there's an American privilege. If you, there, yes. it doesn't matter what color your skin is. If you were right. born in America, you are blessed. You are, and you have people come privileged. here. I mean. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, well, to have people come here and, and break our sovereignty, come into our country, and then spit in our face and start protest. And I was at a, a deal today in Fresno where they're trying to uh, – with this in California, they have a law. They, it's called the uh, Trust Act or the, the Truth Act. There's two of them. And basically, any sheriff who works with ICE is forced every year to do – this town hall meeting uh, in the Board of Supervisors. And what it is is you've got a bunch of illegal aliens that show up, and they showed up today, and they start belating our sheriff and, and you know, undermining our rule of law right in front of us in our own, our own uh, uh, council chambers. And, uh, you, you talk, again, you talk about spitting in somebody's face. You have no right to redress my government, and I hate this. I hate – there's a couple things. I hate when somebody says the you know, constitutional rights apply to illegal aliens. No, they don't constitutional rights apply to people that have sworn an oath to our constitution now human rights. once you cross that border
4: illegally you don't have any rights
6: right due process is out the window all of these things but unfortunately you get you get leftist attorneys you get leftist uh, communicators that get out there and start spreading lies and it, that seeps into culture and then and people start regurgitating it so we have to confront that And that's one of the things you mentioned early on Rory, is that uh, that's why, you know, seeing the, the citizen finally stand up for so long, we allowed political correctness to silence us. And leftism fails when it's exposed. Conservatism fails when it's silenced. And you're seeing a generation of conservative patriots standing up, being silent no more. And we're going to win this thing. We're going to, as long as we stand and fight. And that's why you see the level, the tempo of insanity increasing on the left, because we're winning. The more we win, The more insane they become because they have nothing else left. They don't have arguments. All they have is fear. All they have is anti Trump rhetoric. Political correctness. That's it. That's all they have. And so when we stand up, they lose. And you're seeing that across the country. And I believe what you're also seeing is people, sane liberals, not radical leftists, you know, the classic liberals of of old. Like the JFK one. Yeah, JFK, the, the, and, and you see it in the walkaway movement. You see it in all these other movements yep. across the country where people are yeah. saying, you know what? And, and I've said it. Real, I do not like everything quick, that ben, Trump does. Yeah. Real quick, Ben, I've said it. i said it many
4: times on my show, and I'll say it again. The Democratic Party, uh, you know, w- when Kennedy was in office, JFK, uh, he was a conservative Democrat, and if he was alive today, he, he would be a big be a Trump Republican. supporter. He'd be yeah. a Trump supporter yeah. and a Republican, and he would be ashamed yep. of the Democratic Party.
6: Yep. Well, and you look at all of the Democrats' heroes, you know, uh, Martin Luther King, he was a Republican. He would be he was one, too. He was a Christian conser- Christian conservative. they they also bring out on the illegal alien side, they bring out Cesar Chavez. Now there's a lot that I disagree with Cesar Chavez on, you know, the pushing the unions and all this other stuff. But you know who was one of the most vehemently anti illegal alien people in California? Cesar Chavez. He actually had groups yeah. of people. Goon squads going around uh, picking them up and beating them up and sending them back to to Mexico or Central wherever they came from because he understood that that was impacting the the legal immigrants' ability to work and make a living and so all of this they when you distort history or you bastardize history you're able to create lies and they're just like just like uh, fascists or you know uh, Antifa saying that we're fascist. Hi- Hitler was a socialist. These guys are. You know, yeah, these exactly. guys are Hitler. They're saying they're saying yeah, they are. Trump is Hitler. No, Trump is a yeah. capitalist. These guys, these are the National Socialists. So the uh, right. Ocasios of the world and the the right. Bernie Sanders of the world, they are more yeah. in line with who Hitler was than yeah. anybody mean, on the at, right today.
4: Yeah, and look at look at what Antifa is doing. They're doing exactly what Mad Maxine Waters. Uh, is that what told them to do And all of what all yeah. these left wing radical Democratic politicians Have told their chief and supporters to do Attack Trump Trump supporters Attack Trump staff members Attack everybody associated with Trump Even go after his kids I mean the shit The left, the liberals have, have said About Trump and his family And his fan base And, and people like and us I mean, you know If we would have said that about them it would be media oh, outrage oh, we'd be crucified yeah. we you
6: know what yeah. i mean yeah well you you only have to look at the comparison between Rosie O'Donnell double standard um, uh, not, excuse me, yeah or or um uh, Roseanne Barr you know the comparison between those are the lady from M- NBC calling white people trolls you know, If you were to do yeah. the same thing I – loved, I loved Candace Owens' little post she did a couple of days ago where right. she basically – she repeated everything that was said but used black yeah. instead of white and then ended it right. with now replace black with white. If you were to do right. that, the double standard – and this is one of those things, again, that the left uses. They, the, so every time you bring this up to Black Lives Matter or to the radical left yeah. about, about uh, racism – and I got into this – I get into this debate all the time – Well. They say you can only be racist if you're white because white people control the power structure, which is total BS, and, and that systematic racism is the only – or structural racism is the only racism that matters. Well, systematic or structural racism only comes from individual racism. You only set policy. Individuals set policy. So it doesn't matter what color you are. If you're racist, you're gonna, that's going to impact the decisions that you make, but we have a generation – of people going into Ivy League schools, being taught by leftist professors that only white people can be racist. Therefore, we can be as hateful as we want to this group of people and get away with it, which all that does is breed more racism. And that's what you see. The, the majority of racism that you see or bigotry right. that you see in our country today is from leftist black and Hispanic communities or people of color that have accepted the lie that they are oppressed because of the color of their skin and that it's somebody else's fault. And when right. you see people wake mm-hmm. up from that and come out yeah. of that, and it's, yeah. it's amazing. You know, the, 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 yeah. And that's what you're starting to see across this country where people are saying, you know what? That's not true. That's not true. These are the racists. These are the haters. And they're, they're experiencing it like Brandon from the, from the walkaway movement, openly gay. And I, yeah. you know, as a social conservative, Christian conservative, I disagree with homosexuality. I don't think it's a positive thing for our culture. But I love the guy. He's a good guy. Just because I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a, a fan of the same.
5: But I'm not. I, you I, know, I love the.
6: You Yo, go ahead, well, Go I love. I, I love yeah. the idea that he realized that the left was simply using him for you know that one area of his life that they could manipulate and 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 victimize and force him into all these other areas of his life that he didn't agree with. Now, now he's come out. Now he still has that area that I disagree with, but. Everything else, it's like, wait, I'm not all those things that the left told me I was. All they did was use me, and that's what they do with everybody. Whether you're black, whether you're gay, whether you're, you know, it doesn't matter. You're an immigrant. They use that. Leftists love victims. They have, to – they rely on victims, and communism relies on victims. They, all of these, these political philosophies rely on that. And as soon as you wake up, you are dead to them. In fact, you're, you're, it's, it's the apostates. It's what you see in Islam. They're, their They're the enemy. first ones that you kill. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and you, you know,
4: you, you you bring up Josh. I'll, uh, Josh, I'll let you go in a second, but you bring up all these great points, and you know, let let's start with with the gay thing. <clears throat> you know, I'm not. I, I don't really agree with homosexuality. Uh, it doesn't align uh, with what uh, you know. Uh, you know, my religion and you know what I uh, what I believe. But you know, to each their own. Um, I you know have many. Uh, friends that are uh, you know gay that are conservative uh you know I, I the the leftist uh, gays are are so one dimensional and one sided you can't even have a conversation with any of them
6: right right
4: um like it's they're so stuck in their own world of communism and entitlement and socialism these gay these gay liberals i mean i mean it's outrageous and i it's disgusting and it it's a it's a form of uh, psych, I mean, there's some, there's psychosis gone wrong in these, all these, these, these liberals and, and these entitled uh, people protesting in the streets And, you know, you know, you know, with, with what you said, with, um with, with illegal, with illegal aliens and, and, you know, with all, all of this, you've got data out in the streets, here illegally, having the nerve to go out and say our country has problems, we're the ones that are the problems, and they're right. in our they in our territory, the most openly, most friendliest, most wor- most uh, with most, most worthy, giving, most yep. giving, most loving, mo- most I mean the the greatest place to have any sort of uh, you know dream made possible. I mean, and they yeah. have, I mean, all the, and, and you're absolutely right when you bring up color. When you bring up, you know, these, these blacks on the left, the liberal blacks, the liberal Hispanics, if, if you really want to look at the deep picture here, they're more racist than white people are. White people aren't right. even as racist in today's society as the blacks are uh, on the Democratic side, same with the Hispanics, and same with the ignorant white Democrats.
6: Yep. Well, and there's a simple reason. You do what you get away with. It's just like children. If you don't get con- yeah. negative consequences, if you're positively right. reinforced, you continue to do it. And so right. if you are uh, black or Hispanic or whatever, and you, you can yeah. say all these hateful, racist things and get away with it, you're more likely yeah. to do it. If you are white and you say those things, you're going to get destroyed unless you're, you're right. in the deep south and – you know, you've grown up in a bigoted community. Unless you're where, a Democrat uh, and you're
4: white, we see how, we see yeah, how many... Or how how you're often. a
6: Democrat, or you're a Democrat, and, and that, that's... How you, you, you're right. One, of the, one, one more point I want to make. The, uh, the, the this <laughs> idea look of at compassion. Bill Maher. Look at all the shit Bill Maher said. Look at, oh, yeah. look oh, at yeah.
4: what all these people have said on Twitter. Peter Fonda wants to put Baron Trump in a cage with pedophiles. I mean, are you fucking kidding yeah.
6: me? Well, to that, the the... the This idea of compassion—they always bring this up. We're not a compassionate society, which is an absolute lie. But what my point back to them, my argument back to them is: if if somebody comes to my house and they want to come in and into my house with my children and my wife, it is not compassionate for me to let them in without knowing who that person is. To let a rapist or murderer come in to my house and rape or murder my family or steal our property—it is not compassionate. And I, the, our borders are the same way. The borders of our country are the walls on our house, and our family is the American citizen. If we don't secure our borders and know who's coming in, we aren't being compassionate. We're allowing uh, a potential murderer to come in and, just, and murder our family. And so all of these idiots that are out there saying that – and they're the they're, – we have illegal aliens coming to us in the Fight Sanctuary State movement at fightsanctuarystate.com. I'll plug that. Um, that are coming – and I'd invite you. By the way, it's not just a California thing. This is a cancer across the entire country. If we don't kill this cancer in California, it's already spreading. It's going to spread and destroy our country. But we have illegal aliens and many legal aliens, illegal immigrants coming – not aliens. Legal immigrants coming to us and saying, we absolutely support you because those criminal aliens – they don't go into Beverly Hills. They don't go into the rich parts of town and, and victimize the majority of their victims are in their own communities. And so all these people they that take are, the poor uh, jobs away from people policy, that need them,
4: hardworking Americans.
6: That's it. And so these, all of these, all of this nonsense that's being pushed by the left, separating families. I care about. I've said this a lot. I care about the dreams of American citizens, legal legal immigrants here. I don't care yeah. about and it, 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 you know I do I have compassion for people around the world I give we, you know we give to charity I want the best for people but my primary yeah. responsibility and as American citizens our primary responsibility are to the people to our family in this country and that's what we have yeah. to we just have to every chance we get we have to counter that lie from the left
4: right and and, and there's so many issues uh, Josh I'm going to get to you in a second um, there's so many issues with illegal immigration, you know, there's a a number of things. Number one, we don't know where they're coming from. We had the visa lottery system. We have chain migration all because of Obama. And we have all of these different things in place with our our border uh, that was so unorganized, so ridiculous, so completely out of control, like people were just walking across. And when they come into the United States, not only do we hear all the time about them raping uh, people, I mean, we hear about killing uh, Americans all the time, we also hear about them taking up our jobs because we know we, they, uh, companies can hire them for cheap labor, to be one of the oldest tricks in the book. So there's so many different things that they have taken advantage of us on, and it, it's sickening because all of yeah. these families that have had to suffer um, these angel families from losing a loved one to an illegal alien? I mean, this could have been prevented with proper politics, but no. Politics is a game to the Democrats. They use these mm-hmm. illegals as potential voters. They use them as a, uh, you know, it's like one of their political agendas, like a pawn. Um, and they use it uh, for all sorts of reasons, but it's they're so oppositional. It's so disgusting. And, and to think that Everybody always uses the term, we're a nation of immigrants. Yeah, we are a nation of immigrants. You're absolutely right. But we're a nation of legal immigrants.
6: Yeah.
0: You
4: know what I yeah, mean? Yeah,
6: absolutely. Yep.
0: Josh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring uh, up two things that, that you said a little bit earlier that I thought were really interesting. You said one one thing you said, you were talking about how the liberal education – is one of the reasons we're coming along with a lot of these problems. Another thing you said was the blessings that we get as being Americans. I think those two things go hand in hand with the problems we're seeing now because when you've been taught, and this last generation has been taught, that it's wrong for you to have these blessings, If if you have privilege in any way, that's a bad thing, and you should try to give that up for someone who isn't as privileged as you instead of you know, being proud of your privilege, as long as it came, um, you know, legally and, um, you know, humanitarian, you know, by humanitarian standards. The problem is because we think that any blessings or any, any um, um, privilege that we have is wrong, this creates a stigma of not only we're going to give African-Americans things uh, or, or any minorities things that, we, that, you know, that they didn't earn necessarily, White, basically white privilege, because of that white privilege, we're also going to say that people can come in from other countries because, well, we have American privilege and we're not supposed to have that, so everyone should come and have that. Well, then it's not privilege anymore. If everyone can have something, then it's not really a privilege and it falls apart. If everyone you know has $1, then $1 doesn't really mean a whole lot. Everyone's freaking got it. So yeah, I, I mean, I think those two things go hand in hand. I really liked how you talked about both of those.
6: Yeah, and and if you want something to that too, it's, it's worse than that though. For one thing, if you don't have, if you don't appreciate it, if you haven't earned it, you, you don't appreciate it nearly as much. So all of this mindset that I deserve this without having to work for it, just is is a cancer to motivation for for young people. And so they come out just with. They're apathetic, they, they don't really have a desire to do much Other than accept what they feel like they've they've been given But you're right, the, if we don't appreciate that blessing and, and then they start to undermine and demonize this blessing And they always go back to, well, you stole it You stole it, Americans came If you look at our founding, the, the, the first, the Puritans came Escaping religious persecution And they really brought a blessing to the natives here and if you, even when you say – they start talking about natives, and I get, people get this at me all the time, the First Nations. And God bless the First Nations. There are a lot of great people, and there's, there's something to that. But they were also immigrants. Everybody who's come to North America is an immigrant. There is nobody who was, who was, uh, who was uh, created in North America. They're, they're, everybody has come here, whether it's across the, the ice uh, you know, mass uh, from Asia or whether it was us coming across the water. But – the country that we live in, because of the Constitution and because of the founding, created the opportunity, everybody, and, and it really the first time, the, the the best example of what opportunity, freedom, liberty can can provide. No matter where you were born, you can rise to the top. And you didn't even – you'd never had that in society, even in some of the great societies, the Greeks, the Romans. You didn't have what you see in America, and it it really is – it's sickening, but it's really depressing to see people that that disrespect that and really uh, undermine it and don't understand it. And I look at it; it's it's sad. I look at it, and I really feel bad for them. I I thank God every day for the blessing that I was given. I don't, and I try not to take it for granted. Now I do. You know, we always take first world issues, and we have things that we complain about, and um, and it's just life. You know, nobody's perfect, but. If you if you've experienced other countries, if you, and and that's what gets me is these people have. You've got people coming here fleeing from from some of the worst dictators, some of the worst political systems in the world, coming here. I don't get it when they come across the border and immediately start demanding things and start spitting in our face like that. To me, makes no sense. Some of the things that that are really important though too on that is if you look at it, that we're not getting the best and the brightest, like you were saying, Rory, about the the lottery system. You're getting. The people that can get here, and if you look at the, the, they always use the statistic that immigrants are uh, more law-abiding than uh, American citizens, which is crazy because they're all criminals because they broke our law coming in illegally. But they say, or excuse me, they say immigrants, but they don't separate that out, legal versus illegal. Illegal aliens are much more likely to commit crimes and violent crimes than than American citizens or legal immigrants. Now, legal immigrants are much less likely. Because they know they can get deported. My wife was a legal immigrant. She knew that if she screwed up before she got her citizenship, she could have been deported. All everybody, so but they they always lump them all together. The truth is, it, California is a great example. California, our prison systems have over forty percent illegal alien populations. When our best estimates are around seven percent of our population in California are illegal aliens, that disparity yeah. it just shows that the that the, the in in California. They're, they commit more crimes, and you go down the line. The reason illegal aliens are better, or worse drivers is because they come. It's not because uh, in California we've given illegal aliens driver's license. That's one of the things. Fight sanctuary state initiative is going to overturn because the the left said, well, it'll make them safer drivers. It hasn't. Homo- v- vehicular related deaths in California have gone up 19% since we gave illegal aliens driver's license. And the real the reason is, and the studies have shown that. It's because they bring their culture with them. They have the same laws, driving standards, in, in most of the countries that they've come from. They just don't enforce the laws. So when you come from a country that doesn't enforce the law, where corruption is the norm, you don't follow the law. So you come to America. You get the driver's license. Guess what? It takes you years to realize i got to follow the law. And so this, th- there's just this whole undermining of our entire system. And, it, again, it's just I look at it, it. It's sad, but it really pisses me off. And I'm going to do everything that I can. While I'm here to fight so that my children, my daughters, grow up in the greatest country and experience the blessing that I was given by growing up in this country and and I believe that we are seeing a, a shift in this country where more and more Americans are seeing that and are coming to our side. My prayer is that we fix it fast enough to stop the cancer from destroying our country yeah
4: absolutely and if you if you really look at so if you look at what's going on, I mean this is you know, uh, you know, a whole um it's, an, it's 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 what is going on in Germany, it's what's going on in London, you know, with all this open borders BS and you look at what these people are suffering through. I mean, thank God we didn't have Hillary Clinton when the president oh my otherwise God. we would, we would not have had a country left and we would have been all open borders. And, Amen. you know, this, this, whole, this whole wall thing uh, is going to be so – I mean, we need this 100%. And the, the fact that Trump is willing to shut down the government to get it, I love it. I love it because I know he's going to get it. Oh, yeah, he's 100%. He, 100%.
6: Yeah. And percent that, And that's yes. the difference between Trump and every other leader. Trump is actually – my fear about Trump yeah. was that he was going to be uh, more of a liberal because of his past. He has legislated more conservatively than any yep. president yep. in my lifetime. He is actually yep. doing what he said he was going to do, and, I, and I, absolu- I applaud him for standing up and saying, yep. you know what? I will shut the government down if, if my the, – the president's number one job is to protect the citizens of this country and protect our constitution. If he can't yep. do that, he absolutely should shut the government down, and this is – if we don't have border sovereignty, if we don't have sovereignty in this country he is breaking his oath if he allows that to continue so I, I support our president 100% the key though is that he has the balls to say it like it is unlike the the limp noodle right. republicans and one thing we didn't talk about the the i the democrats are, love illegal aliens cuz and victims uh, especially illegal aliens cuz they like cheap or they they lo- they like victims but republicans like them cuz they like cheap labor and most of the republicans we've yeah. had in recent years even the elected ones would not go Far enough to actually do what needed to be done, and I—that's I, what I think people are so refreshed about Donald Trump. Is even if we don't agree with everything he says or does, he—he—he do, he, he actually does it. He doesn't just tell us what he thinks we want to hear. He does it. Right. And and that right. to me is the key difference between him and every other politician. And he's not—he's
4: not a puppet. He can't be controlled. He makes his own decisions, and, and you got—you yep. got to love it. And and here's a big thing. You know, all these – the left right now is laughing at, um, you know, Trump saying, I thought he said he was going to get Mexico to pay for the wall. The, what these people do, don't understand and they, and they fail to comprehend is that we have a $58 billion, that's $58 billion with a B, def, trade deficit with Mexico. The wall only right. costs about $9, nine billion. Trump does a couple economic deals with Mexico. That that wall is paid for. Done.
6: Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I don't, don't all that. Mexico. Mexico will pay for it simply for the fact Mexico already is paying for it because the amount of illegal aliens crossing has decreased so much. The the yep. I, the economic impact that that has had that that's having on our yep. country is already paying for the wall. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, yep. we go back to twenty three billion dollars a year in California. A hundred and twenty billion or hundred. You know, twenty billion across the entire country. If we decrease that number by half, we've paid for the wall multiple times over. And so that you know, it's it's not a it's not a zero sum game. As we as we follow the laws, as we start enforcing our sovereignty and our rule of law, we we have more money to spend. It's just like taxation. You decrease taxes, people have more money to spend. They spend more money. They grow more jobs. You get more money in the economy. It's just you know. But again, you go back to liberal logic. And if they can say it enough times and nobody refutes it, it becomes the truth, even if it's a complete lie. That's why it's so critical that we, we confront that every time. And that's why I really – bottom line is why I do what I do is to expose the lies and raise up this, the, the Christian conservative remnant that has just yeah. been asleep and sitting back. Well, and, and, and we're starting to see that across our country. But
4: you look at the new Mexican president that was just elected – And this guy is as oppositional as it gets. This guy's a true communist. This guy wants to basically destroy America. He wants to quadruple the amount of illegals that come to America. This guy does not want to work with Trump. I mean, I know know Trump is going to win in the end, but uh, I can just see a lot of problems coming with this guy. This guy is a complete jerk-off.
6: Yeah, he's well. He's the best thing that that we could have asked for. Uh, you know, a, a great hero needs a great villain, and the yeah. the worse Mexico gets, the more people are going to start realizing we've got to do something about this. This has to stop. And and it's just like yeah. what you see in the streets. You've got Antifa, the you know the them going in through Berkeley and going up to the Marine
2: uh,
6: Recruitment Center and breaking the windows on that. You talk about yeah. you know yeah, speak about that for a second country. you
4: were there you were there this weekend speak about that for a second
6: well they they do our job for us so i go out there to expose them to show them because the media wasn't doing it at first i and and, and partly because it just pisses me off the fact that you know i started last year really what kind of got me into this uh outside of everything else i've done politically up to this point but really what pulled me back in I went to Berkeley April 15th last year of uh, 2017, and I got hit in the head uh, by three different people, two sticks, got 13 stitches, simply for disagreeing with somebody and, and wanting to have a conversation about it. And what that started and what that – And Antifa, across Antifa, yeah, excuse me. Antifa. I went and they stole my hat. Uh, again, these are lawless people that believe they, they have the right to, to, to break the law uh, if it benefits them or if it advances their cause – and what has happened, though, is the, 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 the left wasn't reporting it. The media wasn't the mainstream media wasn't reporting, even Fox News, even still, Fox News was reporting this weekend that police attacked Antifa. I mean just, right. just nonsense. And, you were there. Um, and so I was there, yeah, no, these, these guys come out for blood. If the cops, and God bless the cops in Berkeley this weekend for actually doing their job and in Portland, if they wouldn't have done their job, it would have been blood running in the streets. There were 300 pathetic little coward antifa punks with their faces covered one-on-one they're they're a bunch of crybaby little punks you get them in a in a mass of people and they all of a sudden get a bunch of courage you get them with sticks and and rocks and and knives and and m80s and all this other stuff They, they they get courage and and they were coming in to you know it would have been just bloodshed and luckily our cops stood up and did the, their job. But these guys, they do our job for us. You know, I go out there and expose it, and, and, and partly because the media wasn't doing it before. But when people are watching the images of these punks going through town, blocking streets, going up to the Marine Recruitment Center, breaking the windows on this thing, for the yes, veterans and the military service members that have shed their blood for this country, for them to have the freedom to spout their nonsense, they they didn't shed their blood so that they could go and commit crimes. These guys, these are domestic terrorists, and they have to be held accountable. And sooner or later, we're, we're, we're coming to the tipping point in this, I believe, and it's either going to be they get their asses kicked enough to wake up and the American people stand up, or it's going to be worse than that, and you're going to see massive bloodshed in the streets. We're already in a civil war. It's a cultural civil war. I just pray that we don't get to... Uh, You know, bloodshed in the streets because that's what we're going to. These guys have no clue what they're even asking for. Because if if the law-abiding, gun-owning citizens of this country finally have enough and say, you know what, we're done with you guys, it's over. It's over. They're done. I mean, it's it's not. It doesn't even start. It's over. So that I look at what's going on and I just pray that by doing what we're doing, it it it. It kicks our system back into gear, our constitution back into the gear, the people back into gear. And really what it comes down to is these midterm elections and 2020s. 2018 and 2020 are the most critical elections in our lifetime, and they will set the course yep. for America. Either we will be a, a nation of laws or we won't. Either we'll be the greatest country in the history of the world or we'll be the once-was greatest country in the history of the world. And And it really comes down <laughs> to we the people if we stand up and if we go out yep. and actually – take it back speaking of which
4: we Troy Balderson won in Ohio tonight it was announced the big deal he won the special election uh that awesome. is breaking news awesome.
6: breaking news awesome. as that's of a huge. little
4: bit ago that's huge
6: that's huge
4: i know i know i do want to yeah, do so... want to
6: ask
0: oh, go ahead go ahead josh no oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, just to just to speak a little bit more on Troy Balderson because you, you just mentioned him. Uh, I, you know, because I'm from Ohio, I got the opportunity to meet him about a month ago, and uh, boy, he's a he's a pretty he's a pretty cool dude. Uh, I'm very happy that he won, and you know, we needed a little light, a little fire to get this uh, this red wave uh, moving on. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, do. I and that's
6: that's that's one of we the, keep talking about the blue wave. Yeah, they keep talking about the red wave. wave. I really believe if they continue coming. doing what they're doing, yeah, it is, it is. If they continue what doing what they're doing, and Trump continues to do what he's doing, and America continues to win, we win. All and all, it takes though is for us standing up. All it takes yeah, for and,
4: us is standing up. And here, here's an interesting, you know, here's an interesting thing that, you know, a, a report that came out today. Is that more illegals now are fleeing to Canada because of not getting uh, the U.S. attention they
6: once got? Um, I love it. So, I
1: love it. So now,
6: send them. so now this is send them just pass is, through. Yeah, this is a Canada problem
4: now. In a lot yeah. of ways, I mean, and I do want to. You know, you brought up a great point because the Democrats are doing our jobs for us. They're winning us this election because they're going so far left. They're going so yeah. far. It, it's socialism, it's communism, it's gangsterism, it's Marxism, whatever you want to call it. But they are yeah. turning off moderate Democrats. They are turning off, you know, classical liberals. I mean, they have lost so much of their base, all of this rhetoric. And they think this resisting and holding up these signs, resist, resist, is helping. Them, but it's just making Republicans gain more momentum and Republicans get stronger, and it's making the Democrats lose more and more ground.
6: Yeah, no, and, and actually I want to uh, change what I said there because I've got a lot of patriot friends. There's actually a patriot movement going on in Canada right now going against the socialism yeah. that's up there. So I don't want yes. the illegal aliens coming through America going to Canada. I want their asses going back to the country that they they should be in. But right, right, uh, we're being uh, sarcastic. We're, here, our here we're here being funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Trudeau deserves it, and the the leftist socialists in Canada deserve every bit of that because they've they've invited on themselves. They have spit in our face, and they've you know they've created the welfare state that they have up there, and uh, so they would deserve every bit of that. But I pray for the patriots in Canada as well. But we're we are that we're seeing that. When uh, when you have the slogan for the Democrat Party is abolish ICE, that's Oscar a losing Cortez. slogan. That's a losing slogan. People, even Democrats, don't want to undermine our law enforcement and our rule of law. The illegal alien issue, this is the first time that I know that illegal immigration is the top issue to voters in America above mm-hmm. the economy. And, yep. and that that is a huge deal. So I, I – for republicans it's it's upwards of 90% but even for democrats it's it's over 50%. so well, i say you know some of me just, part of me just wants to sit back and, and just let them continue doing what they're doing. now i think us going out there and confronting them they just they can't it's like they're on a train and they can't get <laughs> off the tracks and all and it's going downhill and and so we're just sitting here watching it go. And the more we do, the more coal we put in that engine, and that sucker's speeding up, you know. And they just can't stop themselves. The the, the idiocy that I have, that I see every day from these people, I it's you know it's it's like a gift, and it keeps coming. And I I, I keep wondering when are they going to wake up and be like, wow, uh, yeah, this <laughs> is not working. But I say keep going, man. Keep going. Keep doing what you're doing, yeah. Democrat. Keep doing what you're doing, Left. Because it's only making our side stronger.
4: And, and when you have people like Cynthia Nixon from Sex and the City, and that Oscar Cortez, young twenty-eight-year-old uh, from New York, the socialist, that that Bernie Bernie Sanders in, endorsed, uh, they're the they're. I mean, Oscar Cortez, that that young twenty-eight-year-old, looks like the new face of the Democratic Party. Her and
6: Maxine Waters. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, you know there there is a contingent of people that will just see that, and you know college age kids will see that and say, oh, that's great. But to the to somebody that has actually lived a life, if you listen right. to thirty seconds of her speak, right.
3: you're so oh, turned off God. you can't
6: even. I mean, it's it's so pathetic the fact that she has Jesus. any chance. It's just, I mean, it's beyond pathetic. And so, but again, I look at that and I say, keep it coming, keep it coming, Bernie, keep it coming, leftist. Keep it coming, Maxine yeah. Waters. The having yeah. and people have asked me, "Hey, shouldn't we, shouldn't we push uh, Congress to uh, impeach Maxine Waters?" Heck, no, man. Maxine Waters is the greatest gift to the Republican Party to conservatism. Yeah, yeah she, yeah. she is doing our job for us. We <laughs> just keep talking. Now, I'm going to go out there and confront her face to face and show her how stupid she is. But you know, she is the best gift. We want that to be the face of the Democrat Party. So I say, keep it going. Keep going, Democrats. Yeah keep going leftist i don't even want them to know that that's how i feel because i'm worried that they're going to get a brain and wake up but uh, (laughs) they've shown that they don't they're not so they're incapable of it so i say keep going
4: right and you know you know what bothers me um i do want you you made you made great points absolutely and i and i've got to jump here in
6: just a second rory so i i just want to give you a heads up i've got to jump
4: no i understand no i understand i i of course um I want to ask you about this, though. A federal judge ordered the Trump administration to reinstate the DACA program. It, that pissed me off. Uh, it, it, there's some bias with this judge. There's there's issues. There, this DACA was never constitutional. I mean, you know, the fact that these parents brought these kids here, I know people want to say, well, They're young kids. They've been here all their lives. This is all they know, this country. But you know what? That's that's the parent's fault. You know, if you're a responsible parent, you would have got your kid in line, and you would have done all of this for your kid, and including yourself, to not put yourself and your kid at risk. If you sneak into Disneyland, if you sneak into Disneyland, do they let you stay? I mean, come on. I mean, there's so many different things. I mean, if you sneak into Disneyland without paying, do they make you do they let you stay? No, it's the same sort of yeah. thing. You, you know, it's that's a good that's, it's a good comparison, but I mean, what do you you're you're fighting the fight every day with sanctuary cities and you know, you always wear the hat justice for Kate Steinle,
6: and you know, there there's all of these issues. Well, and and we didn't talk on that. We could have a whole show on uh, judicial activism. And that and really the over um the impact of, of giving the courts more power than they really were constitutionally designed to give or be given. Um, there is a whole other level of that if we, if we don't stop this. So leftism, the cancer of leftism, the godless, anti-American, lawless left has spread through every area of society. I have a friend, Lance walnau who ta- preaches on this and speaks on this. The, the way that we win on our side is he calls it the seven mountains. And It's every area of society working together, and the left has figured that out. We always talk about the left having uh, different uh, rules. You know, they, 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 they play by a different uh, set of rules. I actually think that they're playing a different game. You know, we, we, we compartmentalize things. We have our church over here. We have business over here. We have our courts over here. We have media over here. We have politics over here. The left uses every single one of those. They have godless communist churches where they indoctrinate people. They use those godless communist churches to bring in socialist politicians, to impact education, to impact businesses, and and you see the, the the tentacles reach out into every area of society and down into our courts where you have judicial leftist activists that are all connected. So when I'm out in the streets battling antifa, and I've got these green hat guys walking around that say, uh, you know, it's, it's the uh, legal guild, the attorneys guild. Those guys are the legal arm of the monster that is leftism. And so it's time. So the only way that we win this, and we will win this, conservatism wins as long as we stand and we fight and we expose them for who they are. But we have to connect those seven mountains. We have to connect the true, the, the true faith, the true church, God-fearing people, and that's really the foundation. And that goes back to the whole LGBT undermining, now uh, QP with pedophilia and all this, this move. Uh, the the undermining of our social fabric, we have to get the churches back engaged and reject the idea of the separation of church and state, which was never a constitutional uh, idea. It was passed in the 60s, pushed in the 60s by the Supreme Court again, uh, but we have to reject that entirely. We need to get rid of the Johnson Amendment. There's a whole bunch we need to do there, but we need churches to rise up, to connect to the business community, to connect to education, to connect to politics, and to the courts, and to the media, and all of the seven mountains in our country – once we start doing that, we, just, we will utterly destroy leftism and liberalism. And, and that, that is where we're at right now is are those areas going to come together? And we're starting to see that. We're seeing organization across our country that's starting to make that happen. And as that happens, we're going to see 50 years of leftism potentially wiped out in two years. I mean it's the, – the, the quickness that this can happen, we have the mindset of not compromising but winning – Destroying this. This is not an enemy that we're going to compromise with. This is an enemy that we're going to destroy. If we actually change our mindset in our country to come with that perspective and that focus, we will destroy them so fast. And that's my prayer. And that's why, you know, that's why we do what we do. You do what you do. I do what I do. And yeah. I believe it's happening. I believe it's coming. And I believe we win.
4: Uh, very well said Before you go uh, Josh I w- Go ahead real quick And then I do have One last question For you Ben Before you run
2: Sure
0: Yeah I i, I had a, I had a quick question I guess Kind of Kind of off topic But uh, What I guess What um, Standing In the way that you believe Do you credit To the faith That you have
6: Oh it's huge It's huge and And again You go back to the separation Of church and state the lie, our, our spiritual – so to me, God is – and my faith is the most important part of my life because everything that I do is impacted by it. And my, my perspective on life and what I'm living for is impact. Every decision I make comes through that prism as long as I'm walking in the faith, as long as I'm doing what uh, God wants me to do. It's incredible. It's, it's everything. It's everything. Knowing why you're here, knowing why you're alive um, is is really the key to life. It's the, you know, it's why we, everybody asks that. Why, why was I born? Why am I on this planet? Why? So it is, it is the key, and that's where we've, that's why leftism is so, they're, they're sneaky. You know, it's, they, they, they pass these things, division and distraction, deception. They've convinced us, they've convinced our country that you cannot, take the most important part of your life and use it if you're in politics or use it if you're in education or use it if you're in media or use it if you're in the courts. you have to take that thing that is paramount in your life you have to take it away put it over here and now you have to look from this secular perspective on every issue well that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard why would i why would i separate the thing that that is why I'm alive, the purpose of my life, from the decisions I make in my life. And so, we we've, again, we've, we've allowed this to happen. As soon as people say, you know what, that's kind of stupid. Yeah, I'm going to – religion is really important in my life. I'm going to make decisions based on that. You're going to see the the tidal shift in this country, a, a tidal wave of, of – of uh, rational thought of, of true compassion, of true love, of, of wise of wisdom that you haven't seen in decades. I mean, it's just going to be. And so for me, it, that, that may be my competitive advantage. That may be why, uh, because I realize it's so important in my life. I'm, I don't sugarcoat the fact that it is. And, and I think people, I really think why I connect with people is the that authenticity. It's, and that's what people are starving for is is authenticity. It's I, you know, I don't care if we agree on everything, but are you real? Are you are you actually are the, the things that you say you believe in, are they consistent and and are they real? And and so to answer a very simple question. It is the most important part of my life. And and, and then comes my family. Very well said. Very well said.
0: Uh, Josh, do you have
4: a second part question to
0: that? I mean, boy, you're just, I, that's exactly the answer I was hoping you'd give. So, no, that pretty much sums it up for me. Yeah, excellent, excellent.
4: And so, the last thing I want to ask you before you go, Ben, is so we have this whole uh, drama and controversy with uh, President Trump's Walk of Fame star on Hollywood Boulevard. And today, oh, yeah. unanimously. Today, there was a report, Hollywood, a city council unanimously voted to remove it, the star. Um, I know you are involved and in touch with a lot of activists. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? And do you know people that are gonna, um, going to go in a protest against that and are, you know, over there, uh, you know, on a daily basis? Because apparently now there's activity going on over there on a daily basis near Trump's star, like protests and yelling matches and people fighting and all this crazy stuff
6: yeah i was, I was down there last sunday i went down to see it uh, see it torn up and they yes the you have a few insane unhinged uh trump derangement syndrome leftists that uh, yeah and that that is hollywood um so it doesn't surprise me that they voted that unanimously
4: uh, i'm surprised yeah.
6: they didn't vote it soon honestly, honestly and again that's one of those things the more they do but they don't remove Kevin like Spacey that. or Bill Cosby I I was standing there on Sunday Kevin Spacey's yeah. star is the star next to or it's kind of caddy corner the way they have them set up to Donald Trump yep. so a known molester child molester pedophile is his star is pristine it's untouched but a president who is actually doing good for our country is destroyed whether or not they replace it, so yes, there will be activists, and there will continue to be activists there. Um, it, it's it's yep. almost a pilgrimage, you know, not to not to give Trump uh, <laughs> that credit, you know. God is, I don't I don't I don't, uh, I don't put Trump on that level, you know. But it is, it's like it, it's a political pilgrimage to go there and check it out, and and really the the more that they do to hide it, to destroy it, to deface it, to remove it the The stronger our side will get, so yes there's going there 's already plans with some of our uh, our Southern California patriots to um, to go out there they may I, I I got a request tonight to go down there and join them there's uh, they 're already starting to do the protests against the city council on that, and so it 's or the the board that that decides it the, um, so yes that 's going to continue um, the our side is only getting stronger we 're only more emboldened. As these idiots continue to do what they're doing, whether or not they put it back in there, I, I don't honestly. I don't think it really matters what it, because our side is is not going to quit, and we're going to continue to fight, and 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 we'll probably just make our own. I mean, I would love to see, you know, it's this is again the Seven Mountains, the business community finally removing the shackles of political correctness and saying, you know what, you, you're going to take the Trump star out of the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I can, I can just see a a, a business owner down there that just says, screw you guys. I'm going to, I'm going to do it 50 times bigger. and I'm going to put it right in your face, you know? And so that, uh, whatever happens with it, I don't, I just, uh, everything that the left continues to do continues to backfire on them. And so uh, it's going to be good. It's no matter what it is, it's going to be good on our end as long as we keep pushing forward.
4: Now what's on your next agenda list for, uh, in terms of what, uh, on a, I know you're doing the illegal uh, sanctuary sit, fighting for sanctuary against against sanctuary cities and against illegal aliens on a weekly basis. Uh, what's where are you at in terms of that right now? What's next on the agenda? So we've got what do you. What, we've
6: got so the we've we've got the initiative, and people can find more information about that out at fightsanctuarystate.com. Our main thing right now is funding. Uh, we've got title and summary. We are in a big push right now to get uh, funding for it. So anyone that wants to contribute, it's, it's real easy. Just go to fightsanctuarystate.com, click donate. And every bit of that goes to helping us fight this fight. Uh, we've got some big stuff coming. We're getting, this is a national issue. We've got big national guys coming on board with us with that and hopefully be able to make some announcements on that later this week. Um, just some really big news I can't talk about yet. Uh, so we're continuing on that. I'm speaking this Saturday at the Tea Party Caucus here in Fresno, and then at some other events coming up uh, down the road. Um, but it's 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 continuing down this. We'll I'll be back in Berkeley. I'll be back down in LA. I'm sure I'll be at the Trump Star. I'm sure I, I'm anticipating coming back to Arizona, hopefully in the next month or so. Um, and uh, September 8th, I should be in more back in D.C. So there's just there's a whole bunch coming. And it's all—it's—it's it's just you know—it's all tied to doing what we're doing, standing up for this country. And if people want to get involved with it, they can uh, follow me at Frontline America on Facebook. That's prim- primarily if they want to support. It's uh, frontlineamerica.com uh, or fight Sanctuary State, You know, uh, all of that helps me do what I do and and continue on this fight. So I'm just—I'm going to keep plugging along, keep fighting, and keep growing the momentum as this this movement continues absolutely um and you know ben uh
4: it's been a pleasure having you on um and we'll have you back on again soon uh what a great uh, conversation we've had though we've addressed so many different topics and you know i could talk to you for hours i mean there's so many different yeah. things to go
6: over you know yep no it is it's uh, that's that's the hard thing about it uh, is is uh, is fitting it all in and there's so it, we we are living in the most exciting political time. I, in my opinion, in the history of our country, you might. Really one hundred percent. Denes de Souza. Yeah, the de Souza movie. The comparison between Lincoln. I mean, you talk about contentious back in the Civil War, uh, but we're really living in, in, if not the most contentious, one of the most contentious and exciting political times. So I I agree. We could keep talking. Uh, I've got to get back to the family and and do some things okay. here but I appreciate you guys having me on. So it's been a pleasure. Right. Gosh, pleasure to talk or meet you too. I appreciate it. you've been great. Yeah and uh okay. Ben God
4: bless. Uh you know thank you for uh for coming on and uh, we'll have you back on again soon and uh, anything else you need to advertise.
6: Well God bless you brother. It's been an honor. I look forward to uh, doing it again soon. Hey
4: no hey j- uh Ben, Ben. Yeah. If you need to advertise anything, I said feel free. If you need to advertise anything
6: oh. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, – it, it, so, it, again, FrontlineAmerica.com. Uh, if you yeah. if you guys support what we're doing, please do – please there. And, and if you believe in the fight – and, again, this is really the big one. If you want to stop the cancer from spreading from California, this lawless cancer from uh, spreading from California, we need your help. FightSanctuaryState.com. Uh, please join us there. Please join the fight there. Those are my those are my two primary deals. Anybody that wants to help, uh, I would love to have you come there. I've got a you know Facebook. We have got the, a lot of it on Facebook. Doing a little bit on Twitter and and YouTube, but the majority of it you'll find on Facebook or on the website. So, perfect. righty. thanks
4: Ben. Have a great night, man. Cheers.
6: God bless you guys. We'll talk to you soon.
4: Alright, take care. Excellent guest. Wow, he was amazing, huh, Josh?
0: Boy, he was fantastic. Uh, he, he had a lot of background. To basically, everything we asked him or talked about uh, that was super insightful. He was. We definitely need to have him back on. He was great. Oh, yeah. He'll definitely be coming back on uh, soon. Um,
4: I do want to discuss something that is very troublesome. Um, you know, I want to play this clip, and it was from – actually, I'll get to this clip in a second. Um, we are going to be having our second uh, special guest be calling in shortly. Uh, Stephen Segal's co-author and business partner, Tom Morrissey. Um, so we are excited to talk to him. Um, I do. I do want to get into though um, a couple things. President Trump had a great um, he, a great meeting today with a bunch of business leaders at his country club in New Jersey. I watched that. Um, there was a lot of productive. Uh, activity accomplished. Um, the POW uh, MIA agency director credits President Trump with the return of the Korean War remains. We we all know he he got that uh, uh, you know uh, that deal made with Kim Jong Un. Um, what's really bothering me though is let's talk about Josh the Alex Jones ban from every major online media outlet. Alex Jones he, they they banned him from iTunes, they banned him from Spotify, they banned him from YouTube, they banned him from Facebook. Pretty much everything. He's gone. I mean they, I mean what are your thoughts on that man? I mean this goes back to our the the thing we were talking about. Conservative censoring and now Kevin McCarthy is calling on you know you know people like Jack Dorsey, who's the CEO of Twitter uh, to testify, um, you know, for all the censorship, because Twitter's been having a lot of problems with censoring lately. Um, I've, you know, they took away th- a couple thousand of my followers. Uh, they've taken away thousands of other people's followers. Uh, it's just off the chain. It's nuts. It's ridiculous. Um, but your thoughts on this whole Alex Jones thing, I mean, I, it, it's a, it's a danger to free speech. It, it's a threat to our society and when you're getting into territory what you're trying to monitor and dictate or oversee what people are trying are saying
0: that's dictatorship yeah I, you know and um as uh our good friend of the show you know Dan Perkins always says I'm, I'm going to take a little <laughs> bit of a different track here uh yeah. that uh you know one thing uh, you know I guess the way I think about it is on a, a complete blank scale, they're private organizations, and if they want to ban Alex Jones, they can. But here's where the problem entails. I'm not as much concerned about them banning Alex Jones, but more of the reason of why they're banning Alex Jones. The reason that they listed was hate speech. not you know. And I'm, I, I like Alex Jones a little bit. I think he says some really absurd things sometimes that just aren't factually based but they didn't say they were banning him because he was spewing a false doctrine or he to- he was saying things that weren't true which you could you could potentially make that argument no they said hate speech well hate speech is a very broad thing what is hate speech and they don't right. specify anything he said specifically that's what i find specifically so wrong about the banning of him not that they banned him but the reason that they're using, the reason that they're saying they banned him was hate speech well then anyone can be banned for hate speech i mean what if if saying that you like you know um eating this specific kind of hamburger well that's hate speech against cows and pete is going to have a problem with that why shouldn't you be banned off of instagram because or whatever i mean that's the path that we're going down with things like this and the reason being Hate speech. That's the problem. That's what's scary.
4: Oh, absolutely. And you look at what I mean. What? What? You're absolutely right. What is defined as hate speech? Because we've seen all of these leftists and liberals say the kind of things that they have said. Um, You know, we've seen Peter Fonda saying, "Put Baron Trump in a cage with pedophiles" on Twitter. He never got his Twitter suspended or. Uh, revoked. Roger Stone says to Don Lemon, "Go, go suck a dick, faggot," and he's banned from Twitter for the forever. Um, so you know, it, well, it,
0: you it, know, it, and, only... and Rory, the the biggest example is Mad Maxine saying yeah. that you should go terrorize, basically, socially yeah. terrorize people on the other side. That's hate speech. That's the definition of hate speech. It happens to her. Yeah. Right. And it's
4: I mean it's necessarily calling. Now let's get something straight. I think we need to debunk a few things here. What is classified as hate speech? What now, let, now let's 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 narrow some things down. Is calling somebody a fag hate speech online? See, I don't know if it is because for so long people have used that term not in the sense of referring to somebody's uh, sexual preference, but rather, you know, you're a dumb person, or you're a you're you're a dumbass, or you know, you're a fool. That's how people, or you're a weirdo. That do you know what I mean? Now the internet's taking it. You know, I mean, depending obviously on how the context you're using it in, but you know, is there's there's just certain things that have been cl- words that have been classified as hate speech that I don't think are is ape. Is monkey? I mean, I, I don't... I mean, we've seen... Here's a here's a, an example. I'm going to give you some double standards, which really bother me. We saw Roseanne, for instance, banned from her own TV show for calling Valerie Jarrett, whatever she did, Planet of the Apes. We've seen Bill Maher compare Donald Trump to a chimpanzee. We see this woman... At the New York Times, which is a big story the last couple of days, she's an Asian woman. She, she's, an Asian, she's an Asian woman, and she's a writer for the New York Times, and she has past tweets of making fun of Jews and wanting them to burn in ovens, and she said terrible things about black people um, and whites, and the New York Times is under fire for hiring her and letting her have a position. Um, and this is one of the the most biggest double standards. Can you imagine if those kind of words came came out of a conservative's mouth? And and which, what what surprised me about this New York Times thing is majority of the writers at the New York Times are Jewish, and you know they have a woman working there, an Asian, that says they want she wants Jews to burn in an oven on Twitter. Um, for the, the, these tweets are obviously I don't know how old they are, but they were recovered. But I mean, a conservative would have lost their job on the first day, the first hour. But no, not a left wing, uh, you know, Dem. I mean, there's there's all these. No, I'm,
2: no I so I mean, and absolutely. I want to give you more.
4: But yeah, and more yeah, go examples. Ahead. I mean, we see what goes on with um, um. What, what's another recent example? that um, was not called out. What about all these Saturday Night Live skits? They've gone over the top on many occasions. You know, Sacha Baron Cohen, uh, some of the shit he said. What about Robert De Niro saying he wants to, you know, physically assault our president? Imagine if somebody said that about Obama. You know, imagine imagine if somebody like Madonna said about Obama that they wanted to blow up the White House imagine if all of these different outrageous comments would come out of a conservative's mouth about
0: somebody like Obama, you know what I mean? No, I mean, there'd be huge amounts of backlash and this, you know, and I, I, when you said, let's look at the definition, you know, let's talk about what hate speech means. I actually went and looked up the definition on Merriam-Webster. I think it's very interesting because uh, hate speech is literally described per Webster dictionary as, Speech expressing hatred of a particular group of people, and then it goes on to say as well, the legal definition is speech is intended to insult, offend, or intimidate a person because of some trait as race, religion, sexual orientation, national origin, or disability. Well, if we take it for those, the problem is that's not the end of the definition. If that's the end of the definition, then okay, we can work with something. But that's not the end of the definition. It depends on what the, who does hate speech apply to now. And hate speech, as you were saying, only seems to apply to the right side of the aisle. And if we're really worried about hate speech, why on earth is that the case? Oh, yeah. And, and let, let's, let's face the facts here.
4: You know, they, they this is not hate speech. This is the left and the Democrats and the masters of the universe in Silicon Valley controlling what we see and what we view, what they want complete leftist ideology. They want globalism. They want communism. They do not want conservatives to have a platform period. They have to label it something of why they're suspending or, or revoking people's accounts. So they say hate speech you know they make they make up what they're not even they're not even using it right i mean that's not even what they're doing is not hate speech what they're doing does not relate anything short to the definition i mean if you're going around calling people the n word online then sure if you're going around calling people all these racial names then sure i think you should be taken down immediately but having an argument with somebody you know, and then somebody reports you, and that can also be classified as hate speech because you can get reported multiple times by people that are jealous of you on your social media accounts or whatever, and they can uh, suspend you, which I think is ridiculous. But they're they're trying to say with the whole Alex Jones thing, Jones thing is that he tried to incite violence on his videos um, that he was um, – you know, putting out there in his stories, he was trying to stir up the spot, stir up the pot and hate speech as well. You're right. He was sure that he that was added in as well. But I don't see. I went back and looked. There was nothing that Alex Jones did uh, that would classify a, under any of those categories. This is just another excuse to get rid of the truth in so many senses. Because if you look at Alex Jones. 80% of the time, he's telling the truth. You got that slight 20% where Alex Jones likes his conspiracy theories, and he likes to kind of, you know, uh, play around a little bit. And I, there's been some things that have been iffy with him. But at, at, <laughs> at, the end of the, at the end of the day, Democrats now on the left are cheering. These Hollywood pieces of shits are cheering on Twitter. They are all cheering. Alex Jones is gone. Alex Jones is gone. You know what? What if it was reversed on you guys? What if your little snowflake liberal uh, world would have been turned upside down because all your talk show hosts or your platforms would have been taken down and canceled? How would you guys have reacted? You guys would have been crying like little girls.
0: No, I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, and this is, you know, and I think the thing that's also interesting about the way that they use hate speech, you know, what the, 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 when I think of hate speech, I think of someone saying something to incite violence versus a specific group of peop- people. Well, right. let's look at people who are inciting violence against specific groups. Is Alex right. Jones one of those people? No. Hmm. Right. That's weird. Well, let's look at who's actually inciting violence. Oh, maybe who we were just talking about with the last guest, uh Antifa. Who were they yeah. inciting violence against? Or what is what they're saying hate speech? Oh, well, no, because they're Democrats and they voted for Hillary. Right. Oh, oh, you're absolutely oh, you're absolutely right. 100%.
4: And and that and that's the thing. Um you have these people that it's like if you're a democrat you're automatically protected. You can say whatever the, you can say whatever you want and it's not hate speech. But the minute a republican does it all hell breaks loose. All
0: hell No, breaks absolutely. Loose. I mean they, I mean they're using it as a weapon. Yeah. You know they're using it as a weapon. And, and they're, they're, they're only using it to try to knock down people that they disagree with. They're not concerned about any hate speech. They're only concerned yeah. about using it as a political weapon.
4: Right, and it's people they disagree with, and it's people they find as a threat. Alex Jones is a threat to the left. The, they've been, the left has been saying it for years, how they want Alex Jones being taken off the air, how they need to get rid of all these right-wing media outlets. You know, and I mean, could you imagine um, if us conservatives didn't have any platforms and, you know, the masters of the universe in Silicon Valley, you know, took over? I mean, and we were just basically brainwashed and fed all of these liberal communist lies like these other countries, because, as you know, in these other countries, they're restricted to what they can watch, what they can view, uh, you know, what they can see because these dictators and these foreign leaders don't want them knowing the truth and they don't want
0: them knowing what's going on I mean absolutely and to go a little bit off topic but in topic with what you just said I think it's very interesting that these you know Silicon Valley people are the ones pushing uh, these this socialist agenda and these you know this democrat Democrat agenda yet if actual socialism just snap of the finger came to the united states the first people to either go or be extremely censored would be these platforms that allowed people to interact with the outside world that's what north korea and venezuela do they want to they're restricting your freedom in every way possible and that's one of the first ways that they restrict your freedom because they don't want you to know what freedom looks like in other places they don't want you to know what freedom is all they want you to know is. The state's got your back, and guess what? If you don't like something with the state, ah, bummer. Like, it's just the world you live in. Well, no. When you can get out on the Internet and you can see things, well, you know, you're going to get bad ideas, and then you'll revolt against the state. Well, if socialism came to the United States, the first people that would go would be the Facebooks, Googles, Yahoo's, Amazon, all these crazy liberals who want it so bad, they don't understand that they'd be the first to go. Oh, yeah, 100%. You're you're absolutely right. Um,
4: You know, they would be, without a doubt. Um, Thank you for calling in for the Rory Sauter Show. Who am I
1: speaking with? Hey, gentlemen, this is Mike from New York. I've called in before.
4: Hey, Mike, how you doing? Mike from New York. How's it going, buddy?
1: Doing great. I was listening in on the show, and I've I've got a question for you. for you guys. Just out of curiosity. We're on the same page. Don't worry. Don't get nervous. How old are you guys? How old are you guys?
4: I'm 27. And
1: and I'm 20. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to commend you both because I'm 62. And listening to you guys gives me a sense of hope for the future. Because for a while there were a lot of us, I mean, a lot of the – starting to get up there in age. And I was talking the other day to a gentleman who was 75 years old, and he said, you know, what's going to be left after we're gone? What's going to be left? Uh, and, and this whole time he said, I'm not even fighting with them anymore. I've had it. So he said, how many days do I have left? So, you know what, fuck them. If that's what they want for America and that's what they want to do, good luck to all of them. And I said, you know, don't don't look at it like that. I said, there's going to be a future. There are people, they're not the only ones that are out there. And there are people that still have common sense. And the youth is still out there. You guys are in your 20s. You still have, you're the breath of, you're the chance. You're the opportunity the country still has. And I think we've got it. So I just wanted to commend you both on that, to listening to it, and uh, to yeah. know that I still think the country is going to be in good hands. And the silent majority that's out there, that these motherfuckers, these son-of-a-bitch liberals they they keep overlooking and they don't want to admit that it exists well and they've got Antifa in the streets right now but if that silent majority ever takes the streets yeah. there will be no place for them to hide if they want to play oh, games yeah. and make believe they're the liberal version of the SA that they're going to yeah. be the brown shirts in the streets yeah. if they ever run into guys who serve prior service military retired law enforcement Active law enforcement—they've already alienated themselves with the law enforcement in the country nationwide. If everybody takes the streets, they're done.
4: Oh yeah, oh yeah,
1: oh they're, they're completely.
4: Done. There, there's and and I, I don't know how long of the show you've been listening to tonight. How long have you been? Quite I was listening for? to
1: the part. I listened to about 15, 20 minutes of the your your uh, guest that you had on. Very good. Very informative. Nice. Good job.
4: Yeah, he's um yeah he's very uh, very. Uh, popular guy, very smart guy, uh, Ben Bargwam and, um, so Ben Bergwam is how you pronounce it. Um, but yeah, he's, um, you know, he did a great job and he's very, um, involved in the political realm. He goes to all the, uh, he fights for us at all these Antifa rallies. Uh, he's a big advocate for against sanctuary cities. So, I mean, you know, he's, he's doing so many good things and, uh, uh, you yep. know, he was a great guest Gave so much insight, absolutely yep. uh, I mean, we'll get but to the point that,
1: uh, These guys I I, wouldn't mind seeing them take and Make it, make a Trump star out of steel And electrify it Either that or rig it, put some C4 under it So let one of them take a swing at it With a pickaxe, go for it We'll just fill yeah. in the hole and put another one afterwards I've had it with them
2: Oh, uh, I
4: uh, mean, not, oh absolutely I'm not saying
1: literally You know, You know what I mean
4: Oh, I've had, it, I've had it with them, too. I mean, they're, um, they're ridiculous. They're, uh, they're off the wall. They're off the chain. And, and, and here's, a, you know, here's the thing that bothers me is where's the news media coverage of it from the left? I mean, the left basically enables them and encourages them to uh, run the streets and, and, and go nuts, and they, they never, they never, <clears throat> you know, uh, disembowel or, you know, they never do anything to call them out. It's all, it's a lot of it's George Soros. A lot of it's, um, we, we know, um, you know, paid, these paid protesters. Um, it's it's sick. It's sick. And, and what innocent lives are being messed with and interfered with and on a daily basis because of these scums.
1: Yeah. No, it's true. But I think, you know, I think like, the country is going to be in good hands. I think this is going to – it's a phase we're going through, and yeah—and it's a result of our schools and, and how society – they've taken so many things. This society has become so permissive, and it's our fault. We stood back, watched, and allowed it to happen. Well, we have to be fair. We have to be compassionate. At what cost? At yeah. the cost? Look at the cost in, in Chicago. How many lives have been lost with the uh, shootings this weekend?
4: Uh, there hey, were. I have the exact number right here. There were more than seventy people shot in Chicago this weekend, and eleven fatalities.
1: And the courts keep turning them loose. Go ahead. And they want we gun in left- streets.
4: And all these left wing lunatics want gun control. That's the most gun yep. control city in America, and you got the most murders there. And, and come on, how stupid! Are democratic voters in today's society. These people are marching in the streets basically to have their rights taken away. It's the same. I mean, it's the same. It's no different than what Hitler was doing. What did Hitler do before he killed millions of Jews? He took their guns. And that's what the Democrats are trying to do. They're trying to. It's all about control, it's all about leaving the good guy defenseless, it's all about, you know, bringing illegal aliens in, gaining votes. It's it's
1: the, totally the un American way. Here. Um I just just so you know what it is, look at your messages because uh, I was on there before, that way you know which mic this is. And your yeah, messages on your Facebook page. Do you see who yeah, I, Absolutely. William? No? Yeah,
5: my
1: yeah, uh, yeah, I've got yeah, my caption. I have got a picture. Um I don't know where the hell it is, how I'm gonna find this for you. It's a picture, it's an original poster that the Nazis used for gun control. As they took, there were different posters in different languages. As they took over different countries, posters yeah. would go up in the town, or say, and they were written half in German and half in the language of the country that they occupied. Um, let me right. see if I can find a link for that poster so you can save it. I've had, I've, the liberals, I've fought with them many times over this. They tell me, I've, I've been told and now, that I photoshopped and now not real. They're
4: on this And now they're on this 3D Gun obsession. Josh, you, you know all about this, I'm sure. I mean, it's all over the news. Now oh, the liberals I, are freaking would, out about 3D
0: gun control. Oh I was no about, about, about this.
2: I when was, does it I end?
0: Was, so basically, yeah, I'll, I'll explain it for you, Mike. So basically, have you ever yep. heard of a 3D printer?
1: Oh, <laughs> no, I've seen it. They're afraid of these fully semi-automatic, I love that term, fully semi-automatic guns coming out. <laughs> and it's like, what? Oh, my
0: goodness gracious. <laughs> they,
1: they, these people are idiots. They know nothing about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Josh, it are you oh, saying? Oh, he's never,
0: yeah, but I mean, there's a judge right now, and I don't know where from, but it, it, the the ruling as of right now is that they uh, this company cannot release Um, their blueprint for these plastic 3D printed guns that really anybody could produce for themselves. They're untrackable, Um, which I think the whole thing is not only is it genius, it's fantastic, but it's hysterical because, you know, they think that they can control the weapon system, you know, or weapons just by taking them away from people or selling them to specific people. Well, no, that's not how guns work at all, or weapons work at all, period. People, bad people are going to have weapons. The only people that can stop bad people with weapons are good people with weapons,
1: period. Good guys with guns. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, it's, I you, mean, can't, you, you can't argue with them. You can't because you, these people have become fanatics, and if you do, you're going to rattle their foundations so bad. that they were, And that's what we're seeing right now. They're desperate yeah, and, out there. They're
4: freaking out. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? You know what? The weirdest thing is, is that you have all of the proof is in the pudding. Gun. Look, look at look at London. You've got knife control and you've got gun control there, and it it surpassed um, you know every city in the U.S. for most homicides, and I think Chicago is next. And there's There's Baltimore, obviously. But you look at the places where they have the most strict gun laws, and you would think people would view with their own eyes what's going on, but they're not. And they're still asking for gun control, despite Chicago is a mess. These people in Chicago are defenseless. I mean, I know a lot of it's happening in the bad areas of Chicago, but still, I mean, you have Rahm Emanuel – who people are asking to resign, 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 Obama's buddy, by the way, and this guy won't leave. This guy's a complete jerk-off. You have black people asking, even asking this guy to leave because he's ruining the black community. I mean, it's, it, it's insane out there. Like, nobody, nobody is safe. And, and it's, it just goes from one thing to another. And, you know, we do have a few minutes left. But what I do want to bring up, I do have a few more things to bring up before, before we go. Do you want to hear something sick? The abortion accounts for 61% of black deaths in America. Abortion accounts for 61% of black deaths in America. I mean, what the? I, mean, that's, I, I was reading that number today in a poll, and I could not believe that. I, and I, that, that's just absolutely insane. And hey, a lot of, and these, you know,
0: Rory, I, yeah. I've been following those numbers for a long time with, you know, what I've, what I've done with the heartbeat bill and whatnot. And the you know, single mother rate locally. and the single
4: mother rate in the black community is 70%. Yep, absolutely.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. But you
4: know, hey, the Rory, thing about the thing. About, and before, Hey, before LBJ, before LBJ, you know, took over JFK's position. It was only 15% of single black mothers. Hmm. Only 15%. Go ahead,
1: though. Yeah, take I take mean, a look at your messages. just sent you. Look at this poster I just sent you in the messages. That's in my collection because I, collect I collected World War II war souvenirs since I was seven. 50, over 50 yeah. years, I've collected war trophies. and This is a poster that one of the vets brought home, and yes. this one's written in Dutch and German, two languages. And it yes. says that you've got 24 hours. Mike, to turn I don't it have time to look at it
4: right now, but I will. Mike,
1: stay on the line because I want
4: you to discuss these topics with us. I will bring you on next all episode right. and we'll talk all about this. But stay on right now. Cool.
0: Um, Josh, finish all your right. point though. We, we're on a time frame. We only have a few yeah. minutes left. Yeah, I mean, and just just to talk about the black abortions, that's the way it was supposed to be. Planned Parenthood yep. was started by Margaret Sanger who was yep, very yep. much interested in eugenics and not just eugenics of people, um, you know, of, of people who are mentally handicapped or Down syndrome, which was a movement of the day. But no, eugenics of anyone they thought were less than the white person, aka African Africans at the time and African Americans. Margaret Sanger was an incredible racist and her policy continues to this day. People try to act like it doesn't but yet they cannot tell me why on earth there are so many black babies being aborted every single day. Millions and millions and millions of them have been aborted over the, since um, abortion became illegal. And there's hundreds of thousands every single year.
2: Yeah,
4: you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's that. It's all the black-on-black crime. Um, that they don't want to address. And let's face it, 99% of black crime is black on black. But the only time they Black Lives Matter and all these organizations and WACP want to march is when the less than 1% chance that the white cop goes after the black guy, usually because he doesn't put his hands up in the air or follow orders. I'm not saying all the time. I know there's perfect cops. Listeners, don't, don't get in your ass. Don't, don't twist my words or anything, I did just want, you know, but I want to mention something that's really ignorant about Randy Moss. Randy Moss, at his Hall of Fame speech this past weekend, wore a tie uh, with the 12 black victims uh, that had been killed by white cops. But what he fails to understand in a lot of these other people in the black community especially on the left the democrats the blacks on the left love to play the victim stance is that half of these people on his tie were the ones that provoked the cop uh in the first place and were actually found most of them were found innocent uh because they were only defending themselves from these thugs for instance trayvon martin michael brown um you've got all these different all these different names that were the black community trying to portray as heroes, but in reality they were felons and they were troublemakers and they were trying to put our lives and the cops' lives in danger. So there's a lot of ignorance and a lot of lack of knowledge in the black community right now and with the kneeling and all of the anthem BS. Like, you know what? Only there was less than 20 black kid people shot by white cops last year, less than 20. You want to protest that shit? Give me a fucking break. Let's talk about, you know, we don't have much time to talk about all of this. I can get into a whole uh, rant on this, but, you know, let, let's just leave it at that. You know, there are bigger priorities. The left, the left knows that. They know that they're playing the victim stance. They know what they're doing is wrong. You know, um, but I do want to say um, congratulations to our big winners tonight: Troy Balderson out of Ohio, uh, John James out of um, Michigan, and we got Bill Schuett out of uh, Michigan as the governor, and uh, John James in Michigan as the, uh, uh, the Senate. He won the primary for the Senate tonight. He'll be a great senator. Um, so I am happy for our candidate. Um, I also um, want to announce um, real quick, which is, it just goes to show, uh, you know, all so, much, so many times are changing, is that you had Kane, the wrestler, who was elected mayor in Tennessee. That's pretty impressive, just, just a couple days ago. That's that, the wrestler Kane, the pro-Trump agenda uh, Kane. You know who I'm talking about, I'm sure, you guys. Um, but that, uh, that's, that's unreal. And if you want to know, know how far left and crazy, um, do, if you want to know how crazy the left has gone, just look at they're now putting the first male NFL cheerleaders in uniform this season.
2: I mean,
0: can you even
4: believe that? No. My goodness. Los Angeles and uh, New Orleans Saints. It's either the Rams or the Chargers for the L.A. football team. I forget which team, but, oh, my God, dude. You talk about losing our minds. I mean, the left losing their minds and uh, our society just going
0: nuts boy, you know? I tell you what, that makes me really glad to be a Browns fan, even though they suck. We don't have cheerleaders, so I don't have to deal with any of that.
4: <laughs> Jesus Christ. But we are we are
0: uh, out of time.
4: Um, I do want to thank all of my audience. I want to thank all my listeners. Uh, it's been a great night. Uh, we've got a lot addressed. I want to thank all my guests. Uh, I want to apologize. We didn't get our second guest on. Uh, Steven Seagal's co-author and business partner, Tommy Morrissey. We will try to get him on uh, next episode. He could not make it tonight. He's been on before, so he's a good friend of the show, so I'm sure he'll reschedule. Um, but, again, thank you to um, my amazing guests. Thank you to my co-hosts. Thank you to my audience. Um, the stuff I did not get to tonight, uh, like I said, and I'll get to it tomorrow. Uh, we have a huge show planned tomorrow. Um, Omar Navarro will be here and David Chastokis will be here along with a few other guests. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be fun, fun stuff. We got a lot planned the whole week, so I can't wait to share it with all of you. Um, Josh, real quick, if you have anything to, um, advertise, go ahead.
0: Yeah. Um, just go ahead and follow me on Instagram at J O S H H L A V A T Y.
4: Absolutely. And uh, you can visit uh, thedonaldjtrumpstore.com. Again, that's thedonaldjtrumpstore.com. You can also visit rorysodder.tv. You can also visit me on all my social media platforms. You know where to find me. Um, And uh, we will see you tomorrow, everybody. God bless and have a great night. Cheers.